Good afternoon. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe. Coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. It's Monday, January 30th, 20 minutes till 4 in the afternoon on a cold, cold, blustery day in Indianapolis. And it's going to be cold tonight, like 7 or 8 degrees. So we got to get ready for the cold weather coming in. Uh, for all you football fans, we are in the final stages here right before the Super Bowl, Kansas City and Philadelphia. And congratulations to the Kansas City and Philadelphia fans. And sad news for the Colts as we continue having a bad season. And our Pacers aren't doing much better. So things in Indiana could be better, although Purdue is number one, right, in basketball. Just an update on the sports front. Now, we're getting ready to start our program today, and I would like to welcome to the show uh, our special guest, who happens to be uh, Michelle Larson. Michelle uh, teaches in Eastern High School. And Michelle, how are you doing? I'm doing really good. Thanks, Tom. Thank you so much for, um, I just want to tell you, thank you so much for having me on your show. It's, oh, my it's goodness. It's a pleasure and an honor. And before I forget, I just want to thank you for the materials that you provided for me, um, workshops. I've been teaching for 18 years, and especially in my early years of teaching when I was just yeah. lost. I, I didn't go into secondary education or have a Spanish major, and your workshops and materials just helped me to. Well, you, that's very <laughs> kind. <laughs> that's very kind of you. And I, I remember you from the workshops, actually, and how what a great participant you were in the workshops. Um, now, let me uh, uh, mention a couple of things real fast before we start uh, with the actual interview. Uh, I would like to thank everybody, the listeners, for listening to the show. And uh, this is uh, sponsored by Apple. This is an Apple podcast. And we are happy that we've been doing this. I believe now we're in our 10th year, maybe even the 11th year of doing this. And we have guests from all over the United States. And uh, if anybody would like to be on the show, uh, please get in touch with me. If you'd like to express your opinions and uh, let us highlight you, we're always looking for different uh, uh, guests uh, who who also have done many things, great things in the profession, such as Michelle today. Michelle, so we have questions for you, right? You've been waiting all day to do this. Michelle's been, she's been making it through her day, as most teachers are. Uh, I think there was a, a snow delay Friday or lateness, whatever. In Indiana, we've been in the snow delays, et cetera, the last two or three days. And so she come she came back today to this uh, not normal situation, right? <laughs> and you, we we all remember the days, and, and some of you remember them every day still, right? And uh, Michelle, so tell us about where you teach your current position, and what does that entail, right? And where is Eastern High School? Is the size of the school, et cetera? Okay. Okay. Yeah, I teach at Eastern. I actually teach middle school and high school classes. Wow. Eastern is um, located in Greentown, Indiana, which is just east of Kokomo. Um, we're a pretty small school. Our middle school is upstairs. The high school is downstairs. Um, the whole school system, K-12, through has about 1,500 students. Um, I was trying to think what I was going to say about that. 
So, oh, I know. So anyway, Greentown's fairly small. Um, 42% of our students are actually um, transfers from outside of Greentown because Greentown is so small. Um, yeah, it's, it, it, it's, yeah, it's, 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 yes, and it's near, um, Kokomo, right? We said, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, how many people are in the school? How many students? So 1,500 K-12, there's over 100 per grade, I'm going to say like 110 students per grade. Okay. So you get to know everybody, right, over a period of time, correct? Yes, yes, and that's what I love. I grew up in a small town, and Greentown's a small town, and kind of a town in a school where
class students do you have in a day? I mean, how many classes are middle school? Oriented? Right, so we have two Spanish teachers here, and I got to choose if I wanted to teach upper level or lower level. Okay. I love teaching lower level. Mm -hmm. So I have um, one seventh grade middle school class is called Rural Language and Cultures, and that's, um, Libby's gonna talk in a few minutes, that's the class that she was in last year. I have one eighth grade Spanish one honors class, and then the rest of my classes are high school, and I teach Spanish one. So it's mostly freshmen, sophomores. I do have one Spanish two class also. Well, I always have said the most important teachers that we have in world languages are the teachers who teach levels one and two, right, in beginning levels. And without you guys doing a good job, and a lot of times you guys don't get much credit, I always felt like... Uh, the, the middle school teachers should have gotten a lot more credit along the way, and I still don't think they get enough credit for what they do, the middle school teachers. And um, that's unfortunate, but, uh, you know, it's, uh, they're very important into what, to what we do, and they get the kids interested in it. And uh, so, yeah. So uh, I'm going to ask you to say a couple words, uh, Michelle, about your... United Planet program in the virtual classroom. And then I'm going to chat with Abby for a few minutes, right? So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Libby. Abby, Libby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, during COVID, um, back in 2020, um, the Department of Education was advertising an opportunity for teachers to apply for a scholarship um, to be part of a virtual um, teacher exchange program. I okay. love to travel. Um, I want my students to travel. I, I travel with my students, and of course, everybody can't physically travel. So I really love the idea of this virtual exchange. Uh -huh. So I completed a teacher exchange program um, where I worked with teachers from the Middle East and um, the Hopi tribe in Arizona. Um, we developed some curriculum that provided lessons for the 17 sustainable development goals that are um, that were decided by the United, by the United Nations. Um, my partner Raz from Iraq and I decided to do lessons over zero hunger. Mm -hmm. um, so it was really enjoyable working with her over this summer, learning a lot about her country. I completed that after eight weeks, and then shortly after that, received a scholarship to do the United Planet Student Virtual Exchange with my students. And so I was really honored to, to get that scholarship. Libby um, was able to take advantage of that program second semester last year, mm -hmm. and I have some seventh years this year that are doing it both semesters. Now, that, that's a virtual program, right? Right, right. So you did not have tra you didn't travel, 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 but it was virtual, right? Correct. Okay. It's an eight-week program, so four weeks every other week we're on um, a platform mm -hmm. where the kids talk, um, and then every other week we meet on Zoom. Okay. And the kids talk face to face on Zoom. Now, um, so you're doing that right now with how many students, Libby, and who else is that? It no, there's a bunch of students. So Libby's class completed it last year. I'm going to say there were about 24 okay. in your class, 24 students last year. 
and this year's class, my new seventh graders mm -hmm. are doing the same thing. And there's about 24 in that class okay. also. Okay. So it's, uh, now when they do this, what country are they dealing with then? So this year, our, we're um, doing a project with Jordan, Tanzania, Slovakia, and okay. Iraq. Those are our countries this year. Uh, Last year, I think Libby's class had a few different countries that they did, did a project with. So now these are Spanish classes, correct? Is that right? So, so here's the scope, and it actually is not in Spanish. Well, um, what, what the classes are called, exploratory type stuff? No. Right. So I, I do this with my seventh grade world language and cultures class. Okay. So we're, we're using English in all of our communication. If um, we did try to learn a little bit of Arabic, which was definitely a challenge. Um, and it is something if you speak the language of the other country, you know, on the platform, you can definitely, you know, type to each other in that language. But with yeah. this program, I'm going to say it's more of a cultural thing where we're doing it in English. Uh, beautiful. That is so neat. That is really neat. In other words, it's this is a, a world language cultures and language class specifically for seventh grade at your place, and they focus on the middle these Middle East languages, right? Is that and cultures, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. And do they eventually go then to in eighth grade? Do they have to pick where they're going to study, like languages, or they can they pick French, Spanish, whatever they want? So at no. our school, the only language offered, and the United States okay. program is separate from our school curriculum. Okay. But, um, and I think because we're such a small school, we, right. we only offer Spanish in our school. Okay. Um, I so, wish we offered more. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, that's I understandable. I'm well, uh, yeah, that's understandable. It's a small school. Now, so Spanish, would they, when I got in eighth grade, would the kids start their initial level one class in, or is that how it would work? Right. Okay, right. okay. That's a beautiful idea, that, that especially to get acquainted with these uh, unknown languages to many people, right, and cultures. And, uh, right. Yeah. It's just a gain so, understanding of different cultures and, yeah. you know, not saying, oh, that's weird. Yeah, um, that's, yeah. You know, so I'm going to I'm gonna switch, excuse me, I'm going to switch to Libby because I know she's on a time Time limit here. Libby, how are you? Um, I'm doing good today. Now, you're in eighth grade, right? Yep. My grandson is in seventh grade. <laughs> he's in seventh grade. Yes, he's in seventh grade. And um, um, so you uh, participated in this program, which obviously you, you really liked, I'm sure. It sounded like you really enjoyed it. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about how it worked? Now, now you are you you're, are you still taking the program? No. No, we're not taking the program. But, but you did last year, right? Yes. Because yes. you're now in eighth grade, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, can you tell the listeners a little bit about what you liked about the program? Um, what I liked the most is that we got to talk with people from other countries. It was we. It was really cool to learn things about their culture and just to see how things worked over there. Um, I also like that we got to do group projects. It really brought the class together and we got to know each other better. And um, I liked when um, 
we did like cake bakes to raise money and we went to all these different places to learn about how we could help our community more and i think that was really neat and i enjoyed it a lot that's it so when you went to these places in the community you were doing little projects related to the culture of these countries right i assume or no um, not exactly. Not really. But you went, you, you came and visited them to find out different things about what, you know, their culture type thing? The places we went to was more like trying to help solve problems in our own community. Okay. But, yeah, that's about it. Okay. Now, um, so would you like someday to study the language from one of those countries? Yeah, I mean, I really love that a lot. I've always wanted to speak some more languages so I could travel more. Okay. It's, I mean... Now, are you in, you're in Spanish now, right? Yes, I'm in Spanish. Uh, you're going to take a trip? I bet you will someday. <laughs> you got a lot of places to visit when you take Spanish, right? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, so, um, when you were in the class, uh, did you got to talk to the natives from this the countries, right? That you dealt with, right? Native speakers. Okay, and they they knew English, right? Yes. Okay, and. Did they want to learn about our culture as much as you did their culture? Yeah, I okay. think so. So did you talk to 8th grade peep kids then? A lot of 8th grade kids? Or... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, okay. Um, do you want to say anything else about the programs that you just wanted to talk about that you liked? Well, I can't remember much of it, but I'm pretty sure these next classes, like future seventh grade generations, will enjoy it a lot, like as much as I did. It, it was a great opportunity to learn about um, people from different countries, and I mean, it really helped you learn about ways to help your community and all that. That's wonderful. That's just wonderful. Well, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. You've been a great guest. And you've been very helpful, and we learned a lot about the program, right? And so uh, you have been ex outstanding, and I want to thank you very much and wish you the best and, and hope that you have a, an adventure in a Spanish-speaking country, right? Yes. So maybe you can go down to Mexico or Madrid, right? And yeah, over to Spain, fun. to España, yeah. So... Uh, well, listen, thanks for being on the show again, okay? And you have a good rest of the day, okay? You too. Okay, bye. Oh, bye. Yes, yes. Tom, Libby was being really humble. Okay, she, um, all so, right. So her class, her class worked on a project. Um, they were, their goal was to eradicate world hunger by the year 2030. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they decided to start at the community level to mm -hmm. do that. Um, we would share ideas with the people overseas mm -hmm. and hear about like what they were doing on their end too. But Libby was one of my leaders that just got things rolling. Um, we visited some food pantries. Um, the Kokomo Rescue Mission came in. We have a Buddy Bakes program at school. And so the kids decided um, 
the, the goal was to do a project, and they decided instead of like developing their own project that they would help the projects that are already in existence. So they raised a lot of money for the Kokomo Rescue Mission. Um, they helped bag bags for our buddy bags program at school. Um, they actually ended up, they cut, cut rakes for the rescue mission too. The rescue mission um, takes old teachers. So you did a lot, didn't you? So here I'm gonna, I'm gonna applaud you. That's good. Okay, bravo. Hey, She was a busy girl. You were a busy girl. Well, gosh, thank you so much for all you're doing for world cultures. Okay, Libby, thank you so much. Okay, you have a good rest of the day. Okay. Okay. No vemos. Bye. Okay. Now. So, uh, yeah, she was great. She was good. Well, uh, she did great. She is amazing. Now, so back to the program, um, the, the virtual planet. Now, I guess you, one could get connected with Spanish-speaking countries, French, German, right? All the different, Italy and stuff. Are they in every country? Pretty much? Yeah. So the goal, the goal is that they're trying to get some um, Spanish-speaking countries involved. Right now, um, if you guess, like, I can list off like the um, Czech Republic, Denmark, Finland, Greenland, Iraq, Jordan, Mali, Nigeria, Slovakia, Tanzania are all involved, and I think they're getting a few. They get a few more involved each year. So they're going to they're going to put they're going to right try to get the Spanish speaking probably and French and Italian, etc. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Now, if the teachers were interested in contacting. Uh, the United Planet program, how would they do that? Just Right. Um, and my name is Michelle Larson. They could contact me at Eastern, um, you know, michelle.larson at eastern.k12.in.us. Okay, now, could, could you say that real... Obama. Oh, I'm sorry. Could you say that real slowly again, your email and things? Yes, yes. Okay. So basically, I would just put you in contact with Donna Lebrano from United Planet. Okay. Um, so, but it's Michelle with two L's, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E -L -L -E dot Larson, L-A-R-S-O-N at Eastern dot K-12 dot I-N dot U-S. Okay. Beautiful. Okay. Thank you so much. Uh, now we're going to move along. We would like to, I want to go back to your high school there, Eastern. And can you talk about the challenges and rewards of teaching there? Because it is a smaller school, and, and over my career, I was fortunate I got to be in some small schools. And there really is, there are special things about it, right? That you can't get in big schools, right? So what about that? So I, I love the intimacy. I love knowing everybody. I like the families knowing me, me knowing the families. Um, I do know a couple teachers that used to teach here um, that mm -hmm. now teach at bigger schools they did not enjoy Eastern because the kids all know each other so they're kind of chatty. Okay. <laughs> so, so right, when they all know each other there's definitely the um, the talking issue to deal with. I feel like that's the only drawback I can think of. Mm -hmm. I feel like we're kind of like a little private school. Every The teachers care so much about the students. Um, I just feel like we have an awesome staff and because we are smaller we work together yes. a lot for common goals. And, and everybody cares about each other. I, I remember that my days yeah. in a small school. In fact, 
after all, all my years teaching, the, today my best friends are from the smaller schools, you know, the teachers, the, the small schools that I taught in. But uh, in the large schools, not as much. That we, we had no, my high school where I taught at Ben Davis, I think we had almost 300 teachers on the staff, you know. It was a big high wow. school, huge high school. Well, it was okay, but it wasn't, like you said, you never get to know everybody like you do in a small school. And I know that that Eastern has quite a beautiful reputation, you know, as a as a fine fine school, and uh, that's really something. That's that's saying something in this day and age, right? That you know that uh, it's really an outstanding school. And now let's talk about um, uh, your uh, teaching successes this past semester. What did you do last semester that you thought was a neat thing, right? So I feel like my successes are just are based on student reactions to things, right? Like if we do students come in the first day of class and they're like, I can't speak English, I can't roll my R's, you know, they don't know what they're going to do. And by the time they walk out of class the first day, they can tell a short little story about their neighbor. Um, I think it's just that that, that lights on. Yes, what, yes. What really gets me excited. Um, we had a speaking quiz last week, and it was about a man who, um, oh, he comes home from work. He's exhausted, and somebody's knocking at his door, and he has to keep getting up to answer the door. There was nobody in the hallway. And the students did a retell of that to me, and they were, they just felt like, oh, I can't do this without words. Can I see the English words? And they came up, and they, I showed them a picture of the story. And they had no problem. They, it's like they surprised themselves, like, oh, that was so easy, right? <laughs> and so I feel like it's like they, they don't even realize what they know, you know? Yes. <laughs> they, they surprise themselves, but that just makes me excited when I see them get excited about their success or when I have students come and say, oh, I, I work at, you know, this restaurant and there's a couple Spanish speakers at the restaurant and I said this to them and they understood me. And they taught me, you know, this phrase. And <laughs> so so it's, when they can uh, yeah. outside the classroom and come in excited about that, too, that yes. just gets me excited. Uh, and, that, that, and, and that's what the kids need when they start, right? All your enthusiasm and, and giving them a chance to get involved, right? And, um, right? and so let's talk about how you teach a little bit. Um, so are your classes more student-centered, I would imagine? Than, than teacher-centered, I bet, or not. Am I wrong about that? Oh, I was, I, no, I would say, yeah, definitely student-centered. Like, they, they like to talk about themselves, right? And they like it when I talk about them. And so, it, but the activity, the, the activity, yeah. The main character, <laughs> yeah. yes. The activities yes. are student-centered more, right? And you, right. you don't right. do all the talking, right? I don't think you do that either. Right. And I didn't really realize maybe that that was, not that it's unique, but I'm not, I'm not a disciplinarian. I would, in my early years of teaching, I kept trying to, you know, be that strict teacher. And yeah. it's not me. And I would talk to my principal about that. And he said, Michelle, he's like, that's just not your style. And he's like, but, but you have good classroom management because your students are always, they're busy, they're on task, they're interested in what they're doing. So he's, and he told me, like, with your style, you don't need to be that strict, mean teacher yes and, so 
It was kind of freeing for me. I'm like, yes. okay. And what great advice was that? was great advice, right? I wish more people would be like that, uh, your administrator telling you that, and uh, because it, it's totally correct, right? And uh, people, and then, you know, it's, teaching is a funny thing, but you have to teach the way you teach and like to teach, right? And nobody can tell you, you know, I shouldn't be able to, you shouldn't have anybody say you have to do it this way or else. And, you know, we, and I'm sure you, you remember back when, when, when uh, the days when you were at, at some of the workshops. And, you know, everybody's got their style, you know, and it's, you can't tell people, you know, you can take the material, you know, whatever you're dealing with, but everybody does different things with all these things. And you can't just say you have to do this method or you have to do it this way, right? And it sounds like at your school, you're very blessed with that, right? That you, you get to make your decisions and, and they got great confidence in what you're doing. And I say this for new teachers listening, right, on the program. If you're listening, it, it, these are important things that, you know, that uh, Michelle just said um, that an administrator told her. And, they, you know, that's extremely important, right, to, to teachers, especially when they begin teaching, that you have somebody supportive and, and uh, you, you don't try to uh, think that, again, you do it's uh, so there are some places not that way, you know. So there's a variety of diff- many, many, many different types of uh, places where t- people are teaching. But uh, I think you you're very fortunate, right, to have, be there where you are. That that's amazing. Um, now, and, what? Oh, Tom, and I was, as you're talking about that, I just the, the enthusiasm um, part of that. I feel like when I when we go to your workshops there was one like talk till you drop and I mean I still have the materials but the biggest thing I took from that workshop was you getting the students excited about talking mm-hmm. like giving awards for talking the loudest talking with lots of <laughs> exclamation points whereas like I think before I would just you know okay here talk about this I'd give them some background but just getting them I feel like the louder that they talk the more excited they get and it was you yeah. taught me that to kind of well, that's, bring that up in them. That's very but kind. I just, I feel like I yeah, so much. very yeah. kind, and those are those are things that last forever. I mean that 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 I the idea that what you just said though they're always valuable, you know the, those those type of things and our enthusiasm as we do things right and and excitement. Um, now let's talk a little bit about um, what do you think the best um, learning process or method is or teaching strategy and world language instruction? What would you say the top two are that you like to do? I mean, oh, yes. I yeah. know, it's so hard. So I feel like everything yes. I do is just a yes. smash of everything. But yeah. I mean, definitely, um, right, being excited about what I'm teaching mm-hmm. and enjoying it, getting to know the students. Um, I know, I think I took this from like Justin at Spanish Plans having the kids come in, giving them a password to enter the classroom. Mm-hmm. And that's just a great way to get to know students. Um, and I think, you know, when you get to know them, I think that kind of dampers the discipline issues too, because you're already at the door talking with them, joking with them, and mm-hmm. you get to know them. Um, now, are you, you know, in, better- yeah. are you involved in the readers a lot? Do you use readers a lot? We're, well, I do one book a semester. 
Mm-hmm. So yeah, I do. I do. So it, over the year, I do like two books with my Spanish ones uh-huh. and two books with my Spanish twos. Okay, that's good. And Spanish one. Yeah, it's it, and but it sounds like you mix mix things up a lot, right? I mean, it, it's um, I know uh, some people ask me about readers, and and I always say it's okay to have a reader you teach, but there's other things we got to do too, you know, and we can't just do things one way. But I know some people do. That's pretty much all they do. And uh, but you know, I I think we have to have a pragmatic approach. What works for people, right? Sure. We all are different, right. yes, right. and you you know we have to be careful of that you know getting doing one thing all the time. So uh, yeah, let's talk yeah. about a little bit about uh, your Lily Creativity Teaching Award, which you got. Uh, what year was that? Two thousand seventeen, eighteen? No, I, I I just got it. Oh, you just um, got it recently. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm I guess, sorry. Like, well, I guess it was a year ago now, right? Because I guess, I guess they okay. it was like the end okay. of January of 2022 okay. Okay. that they announced the winners. So mm-hmm. I ended up probably getting ready in the next couple of weeks to announce some new winners. But that was the last yeah. batch of, okay. of winners for so that. So tell, tell the listeners what you, your proposal was and what you ended up doing so far, right? And, and how, many, how much you have left, okay? Right, right. So because... It was kind of like COVID season. They're allowing us two years to do our project. So I've got mine partway done. So basically mine was um, a triathlon for a world language teacher. I love to, I run, I run marathons. Um, I've never done a triathlon before. It's always been a dream of mine. And so... My, 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 my grant was actually like so many of my dreams put together, but basically it's an international triathlon over my fall break in October. We have a week and a half off for fall break. I went to Belize, and I'm not a swimmer. So I swam 2.6 miles in a resort pool. Um, swam in a cenote, um, you know, there's the ruins in Belize. Mm-hmm. Um, so I brought some things back to share with my mm-hmm. students. Okay. And April, I'll run the... Madrid Rock and Roll Marathon. I love Madrid. Um, been there several times, but never ran a race now, there, so I'm very if, excited if you, about you, that. You haven't done you haven't done that yet, right? Right, or you did do that? I, I have not run an international race before, so that's coming up in April. So now, are you going so to are, are you going to go over there for that? Right. Yeah. Okay. So it'll be a weekend in April. So I, okay. I got a couple personal days I can take from school. Okay. And so it was kind of be like a long weekend in Madrid. Okay. Well, they're they're really into running in Madrid, eh? They really run a lot in Madrid, eh? They, I mean, it's I've I've always astounding at how many people run. You know, even in the park, you know, in the the Retiro, all these people running all the time. So, and I and yeah. I had a in our our summer program maybe probably ten years ago, ten years ago I guess we had a. Uh, teacher in the program, and she was a serious jogger. So she started jogging in the in the, the programs, and then they had a mini mini marathon, and she ran it. The mini, yeah, I was surprised. And it was on a Sunday. She went and and uh, did. She got all these medals and awards. She was quite a runner in her day, and uh, but she got in involved in the running in Madrid. But there's a lot of uh, you know a lot of that goes on. Yeah, so you you got to. Yeah. 
the 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 many. This is a. You ran the Boston how many? Well, I've, I've run the Boston Marathon a few times. Oh, and wow. There's a lot of runners from Spain in the Boston Marathon. Because oh, yeah. they wear their, you know, yeah. shirts. So you always yeah. notice them. But, but yes, there and, are So you're going to be in Madrid in April. When's the, what's the last leg then? And then the last leg will be the bike. So in an Ironman triathlon, you bike 112 miles. <laughs> so I'll be actually biking close to 300 miles. But it's going to be two weeks around Costa Rica. Okay. Um, doing a bike tour around Costa Rica. Wow. Good heavens. When is that? This summer? Well, that'll be in July. Oh, my gosh. you got a busy time ahead. <laughs> that's yeah, that's, a, so that's great. Good for you. That's impressive and amazing. I'm so happy for you. That is really, really good. Um, we had a, a teacher on our uh, Madrid program last year, this past year, who got a, the Lily uh, Award. And uh, she's going to do, uh, this summer, doing Mexico, our program in Guadalajara. And uh, I think we had another one in Madrid once. We did another one who had, uh, had went went our program. Now, for the listeners, the Lilly Creativity Award was started, I believe it was in 1987, maybe, back in those days. And uh, and I, know, I say that because, I, I don't know if Michelle probably doesn't know this, but uh, I, I, get, I was in the first group of teachers who ever got one back in 1987. That's been a long time ago. And I remember, thanks. I remember how much money we got. We got 4000 And I thought, 4000 that's a lot of money. And I, I spent my whole summer, I think 10 weeks in Madrid and uh, living in a typical neighborhood and doing a bunch of culture projects, et cetera. But um, the... Um, but the the program in those days, I know that it pays quite a bit more now. What is it now? How much? It's a pretty big. Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. Wow, fifteen thousand. Of course, all the costs have gone up too. So, you know, what was. Well, that's, that's yeah. the funny thing, Tom, because I actually wrote my proposal in twenty twenty one, and by the time you know I was awarded the yes, and it went it went up, money, and now that I'm doing it. Oh yes. yeah, like airfare has been is like triples. <laughs> yeah, everything's That's much amazing. more expensive. But <laughs> well, I'm so glad you're getting it. Yeah, this is and it's going to just energize you, right? That the Lilly Award just is a pure energizer program, and it it really rewards the teachers with a really good a good amount of money to cover all their expenses, etc. And um, yeah, it's really really good. And I, they used to, the first time they only gave 30, I think, in the state, 30. And that was all the disciplines. Now they give, what, 100? Don't they give 100 now? Mm-hmm. 100 of yeah. these. That's the Lilly Drug Corporation does that for the listeners. Uh, if you are in Indiana, I would encourage you to try to get one of those because they're be- it's a beautiful award and it really gives the teachers a chance to, you know, to have a, have, um, live participation in what they're teaching and in a creative way it's beautiful now um so you visited how many countries you visited some countries right here and there yes yeah i mean this is like maybe 16 or 18 i've got a couple more coming out oh wow so you're getting a bunch of which are your favorite ones you visited I love Spain. I think Spain's my favorite. I've been there several times. Uh-huh. Um, 
think Costa Rica probably been the most is the student mm-hmm. trips. And, you know, I love different things about every country. Right. Right. Spain, the history and the music. Right, and right. We went to Italy and I love the food and we went to the Blue Grotto and Pompeii. Mm-hmm. Um, Costa Rica, the animals are so interesting <laughs> and just That's... the pride that they take in their country and yes, it, the recycling a... and how they reuse things just amazes me. Um like Germany, the castles, Austria, the castles. Yes, that's that's um, amazing. You've been, you've gotten around, right? Now, obviously, you like to take student groups, right, to the countries. Am I right? Right. And that's a and be- that's that's a that that's probably I always felt like to me when I when I taught uh, in middle school and high school, I always thought that uh, that was the most important thing we could do. You know, teaching is to take the kids. Offer the opportunities to travel to the countries, and uh, that's like makes it relevant. They oh yes, and, and it's it's live. It makes it people realize how important it is to learn a language and see people using it. And I always told the kids that it's like when you go to this country, in a city in the country, you're like in the middle of your textbook. You know, it's all live, right? And it's you yeah. know it's, it really comes to life, right? That's a great great that you're doing I, that. I have a story. My first trip taking students to Spain, uh-huh. I think it was about twelve years ago, and there was one of my students. She really wanted to go to the Harley Davidson store to get a souvenir for mm-hmm. her dad. And our time in Madrid, I think you know, like one of our free act during a free afternoons, we went to Toledo mm-hmm. for field trip. So our time was really limited, and the Harley Davidson store was. Mm, it was way on the, um, you know, outside of right, Madrid. It right. take a while to get there. So finally, our last day in Madrid, I'm like, okay, Miranda, here's where we'll do it now, right? So the rest of the students stayed in downtown Madrid with the other chaperones. We took the subway, got to the Harley Davidson store. It was closed. Huh. I think we'd gone like on a Monday, and it was closed on Mondays. And it was our, you know, we had, anyway, I felt so bad. Um, so it's disappointing, but as we're heading back to downtown Madrid to meet the rest of our group, we stopped at a cafe to get a quick drink and just to make sure we had directions right getting back to the subway. And Miranda, we're at the cafe. She was a Spanish Western. She did all the talking. She got our drinks and, you know, checked on directions. Mm-hmm. And that was her highlight of the whole trip. Oh, yes, yes. And I don't even care that we didn't make the Harley Davidson store. <laughs> if that hadn't been close, I would have got to have that conversation. Yeah, and that's so and yeah, just, yeah, wonderful. And, and that's that something. Attitude, and that that makes it again all worthwhile, right? To teaching and uh, getting yeah. people to like you do to, to, to do that and take the students. Uh, the, the motorcycles in Madrid are a big deal, right? I mean, they're everywhere, <laughs> right? And it's cheaper than gasoline. I mean, it's not yeah. cheaper. The gasoline's cheaper. Because you get more miles out of riding on the motorcycle than you do in a car. And that's easier to get around in traffic. Um, so let's talk a minute about uh, creativity. Uh, so we, we talk about creativity in the, in the classroom and the learning process. What do you think that means, creativity? I mean, for you, what is creativity? Like letting the students use creativity? I don't have much creativity. I think all my ideas are taken from other teachers. But, but that's okay. I when, I let, yeah. when I let my students be creative, they do amazing things. Okay. And, you know, they, they take ownership of things. If you let them, you know, 
make a movie or do a book or a skit or yes you know some sort of food or something they are just if, you, if I can give them a little bit of creativity some different you know options right they are all over it 100 percent they usually go above and beyond you know what I would even think they would do when uh-huh. I allow them to be a little bit creative with things and they're just I just love that they just come up with things I don't even think about Yes, um, and that and, movie or something. And and that's probably, uh, Michelle. That's probably the top thing we can ever teach the kids, right? Uh, just letting them be creative. One of the top things we can do, and uh, allowing them to be creative, and uh, because uh, it's not going to be when they get out of college necessarily what they know all the facts, but it might be it is to this day and age. The creativity you can present with that, right? You know, and, and talk about whatever you studied, but put it in a creative, creative fun way. Uh, then people are going to get jobs, too, down the road, right? So this all comes out to help the kids way down the road when they get through with college, all this creativity. And allowing right. them right. to be Take creative. Yes, yes, yes. yes. All that. Right. Yeah, yes. team, team things, too, right? Team always tell the people too that they like to be in teams, right? And they need yeah. they need to learn how to they need to learn how to work, you know, with a team, right? Together. You know, everything we do in life isn't all individual, right? I mean there's a lot of things we have to do together as a team and different things. So yeah. So And they, well, they get energy from each other when yes, they can work together. Yes. What about your comic moment moment? Do you have anything in class that ever happened that was really totally funny that one of the kids did something funny i guess i know well okay so one of my kids i was gonna say the things that i do that end up being funny are usually kind of like inappropriate things i don't realize i'm (laughs) making a motion for a word or something like oh that was not what i thought it was supposed to be um sometimes i get caught um doing that but one thing that happened last week that i loved and this was kind of like a little bit of a creativity too we were acting out a story, and it was about a girl that, um, you know, she just wouldn't shut the door. She would um, leave home to go to school. She'd open the door, but wouldn't shut the door. She'd come to my classroom, and she'd open the door, but she wouldn't shut the door. So I called the police, you know, and the police had to come and arrest the girl. And then the police, when they left, didn't close the door. That was the basis of the story. So I kind of clued the kids in as to what they were going to do. Um, you know, the, the policeman and arresting the girl and that sort of thing. So one of my classes, and they're just they're just funny anyway, but at the end of the story, instead of arresting the girl, they arrested me. And they started getting taking me out of the classroom. And so in the class, they're just like hooting and howling because I'm leaving the classroom with the policeman. They thought it was a riot. But that's anyway, good. it was just kind of a fun moment where that is, I, yes, I don't beautiful. know if they did it on purpose. Or if they really thought that that's what they were supposed yeah, to do. Do you know what good. I mean? Because like, as I cued them. So that's really like, good, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about um, technology for a minute. So what's your, uh, what's your thoughts about technology in the classroom? And uh, how much do you use or how do you juggle that with getting all your, your skit work and all those type things? to get all that in as well, doing all the inner games and whatever you do, right? How do you do that? How do you juggle all this stuff? I know. And I think technology has definitely enhanced yeah. my instruction. Um, right, because you can do like a quick little vocab game with, 
you know, right. kid or a right. team game or something. The kids love that. Um, but a lot of times, like, my technology is just a quick five-minute thing or something. I remember when Instagram was kind of starting to come out, mm -hmm. and the girl had her phone. It was around Day of the Dead. And she on Instagram, she put hashtag Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. And she was showing me how on Instagram, all these pictures and posts, you know, with captions yes, also, yes. were popping up for Dia de los Muertos. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was just amazed. I was like, oh, because yeah. I'm going on, you know what I mean? It, it would take me so long to, and right. I get those captions that were so authentic. Right. So that was something that I'll, that was just one of those like defining moments. I'm like, Oh, I love Instagram. I love yeah. technology. Just because the so, students could like read yeah. captions in Spanish. And yeah. Now, are you under any uh, restrictions? Like, do you have to do so much time per day or in a class using technology? Or is it just kind of up to you? Right. Totally up to us. Mm -hmm. We were actually one of the first schools to have iPads in Indiana. Mm -hmm. And I think at the beginning it was pushed a lot. Um, mm -hmm. Maybe the, you know, more of our homework would right. be on the iPad and that sort of thing. And we come back a little bit. Um, we've done a little bit. You know what I mean? We, I think technology definitely enhances it. Yes. But I think a lot of us teachers do a little bit more yeah. non-technology stuff and do a little bit more on paper. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think the kids like the off-technology stuff. Also. Yeah, I th I think a lot of them. Uh, I, it's hard to tell what uh, where we're heading with this the technology and I, and I really like to study it a lot because uh, and I, I recently did I do the little questionnaire types just verbal questionnaires I would ask the kids uh, when I was teaching you know at, at Butler and uh, one of the things that I, I would ask is uh, how much time do you spend on screens every day. And it was astounding. I couldn't believe it. And and then I got to thinking, you know, if we all think about how much time we're on a screen every day, the iPad, you know, the the iPad, the iPhone, the TV, the um, uh, social media stuff, all that stuff. And it, it's, it's probably, everybody's on it probably eight hours a day. You know, I'm guessing. Many people are on it six to eight hours, maybe 10 or 12. And then you think about what in the world, you know, and, uh, you know, about our human contact. <laughs> so that, that rather concerns me, you know, and, and I'm a, I was in a big pusher of liberal arts and all that business and humanism stuff, but it really about, concerns me a little bit. And I love technology and I'm just as addicted probably as everybody else or more so, you know, with what I do and all the, all the time I'm on t tech stuff, but it's it, it, it bothers me because uh, I keep thinking I could be taking time to do other things, right? You know, and, and human human things, right? And uh, so, and the, and the students, this, these are conscious, and they would tell me they get so bored using it sometimes because they get bored with looking at the computer screen all day or whatever screen they're looking at, and it gets boring. And then, you know, the, a lot of them down the road, they, they, it affects your back, your posture, your neck, you know, looking over the thing. And then you start thinking, what in the world are we doing? You know, just let's take time out here, right? <laughs> I think sometimes right, and we... I think that's why the kids do enjoy the non-technology yes, stuff. Yes, yes. It's probably a break for them. And if I give them a choice of like an online game, like, you know... Yes. Gim Kid or Blook It yes. as opposed to doing um, a live game yes. um, 
crash the ball or pass it up. They always go for the live yeah, game. Yeah, there you go. They, they always yeah, over. And, I, and I think, but it, I think it's creating a tough time for teachers right now in all disciplines, you know, all disciplines as to how can you work this in, you know, some, but still put, you know, maybe 35%, 30, 35 in technology, but 65 still at least you know, in, in human interaction, right? And, and, and the students creating and doing things without being on the screen all the time. And uh, I think it's something we need to address more, you know, I guess in education. And I think we will be doing that more in, uh, because some of the mental, you know, situations kids are having, you know, because they're on the screen too much. So anyway, yeah. I think it's, I hope that we address it and, you know, kind of just say, you know, let's keep our, humanity alive right <laughs> so you know we can see yeah, people yeah. live right you know all the time so I think we do praise that you're right yes you know but anyway it's a, a, my little pet peeve um now so how can we improve our teaching skills as world language teachers do you have any methods you really like that you think help would help teachers or you know some something you do a lot and you know that really produces good effects you know learning re results Right. I feel like, I guess I get, get the best results when I talk about the kids, trying to make things a little bit engaging, a little bit right, crazy. Right, right. Um, you know, making things fun. Just trying to get to know the students. Um, yes. You know, through the password coming into class. I just feel like that's so important. Um, yes. Just getting to know them. And the, if they know that you care, I feel like, they're kind of wanting me want to perform for you, yes, <laughs> you know, a little yes. bit better. Um, yes, the human touch, right? You're one of the human kind. You know, you care about, you know, the human interaction. That's that's magnificent. Yeah, that's beautiful. And that uh, was like, you know, when we had that when we were shut down for COVID. Um, even though I met with classes on Zoom, it was not the same, right? Sometimes we we play games on Zoom, and then again, Greentown's a smaller community. If we play a game, I'm going to go deliver cookies to the winner. I'm going to leave a little something on your doorstep or something. But just being able to, you know, talk to the students outside, that was uh -huh. such a huge deal. It meant much more than seeing each other on screen. I feel like, right, <laughs> just that in-person, yes. the relationships make such a difference. Yes, totally important, yes. Um, now, so for um, beginning world language teachers, what advice would you have for them? today <laughs> I was going to say what I'm was teasing, it I'm teasing um and I think the hardest thing for me was like finding my style it was like don't try to be like Tom don't try to be like yes. you know Israel find your own style yes. and do that yes. I think for you know a lot of my beginning teaching years I was trying to be like somebody else and it wasn't really working very well for me. I mean, some things would, but when I look back, I'm like, yeah, that didn't really work out so well. And just the, the discipline thing is like, I'm not a strict teacher, um, strict disciplinarian. Yes. So I think just doing like what you're comfortable with, enjoy yes. it, have fun. Yes, beautiful. That's the most important, right? Have fun and enjoy it, totally. And the students <laughs> as well, right? Have fun and enjoy it. Now, all right. So, listen, thank you so much for being on the show. Time has flown by, right? It really went fast, right? 
Remember, we said how quick it was. Yeah, you did. It's a pleasure talking to you. Oh, and it's an honor to have you in the show. We're so honored you got to be in the show, and you've done so much for the profession, and keep doing that. And congratulations on your Lily Award and all the creative things that you do with the kids and and uh, the 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 your uh, uh, program, the Planet United Planet program, virtual classroom, and all the neat things you do. So you are doing an awesome job, and please. Uh, 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 anytime you want to come back to the show, let me know, right? Sometimes we have people on twice, you know? And uh, I, I, we haven't had anybody three times, although there's some I'm thinking about bringing back, you know, but uh, you just were a great guest, and I appreciate all your contributions. So you have a great day, okay? Thank you and, so and, much. And, Thank you, Tom. And uh, we will be in touch in the... Um, uh, as far as the listeners, please stay, uh, listen again next time we have a show in February. And I think we're, it's going to be a French or German teacher, probably German. So hang loose and we're going to uh, talk to somebody hopefully from Germany. So uh, everybody, thank you for being on the show again, uh, Michelle. And also thank Libby and uh, also all you listeners. Okay, everybody have a great rest of the week. Uh, go Hoosiers, right? We play Purdue Saturday in basketball. Okay, bye. Nos vemos. Adios.